This is an interesting one. I had a couple of kids. Uh, now, of course, they've both moved out. But when they were younger, one of them in particular had a real tough time falling to sleep. And I never knew if it was anxiety, if it was something physical. And then somebody said to me, why don't you try melatonin? It ended up just making her dizzy, but it was one of those things that, you know, it was real quick for people to respond saying, that's going to be the ticket. That's what's going to get your kid to sleep. And now we're finding out that it might not be the, quote, magic bullet. Lauren Hartstein, postdoctoral fellow at the University of Colorado Sleep and Development Lab, kind enough to join me today. Lauren, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. And let's get into this just in its simplest terms, melatonin and kids, the pros, the cons. So melatonin is a hormone that the body naturally produces at night, and it sends signals that it's time to get ready for bed. And so when you take it as a supplement, it can give similar cues, it can make you tired, um, and it can also shift the timing of the clock, such as when you're traveling across time zones. And so there is research to show that giving it to children can make them sleepy if they're having a hard time going to sleep. Some of the concerns about that, though, are... If your child is having trouble sleeping, there might be a reason for it. And so just giving them medication to get them to go to sleep is not going to be addressing the underlying issues that are causing those sleep problems. And it also might be teaching them that when you have a problem sleeping, you just take a medication instead of building those healthy habits and routines that they'll carry with them throughout childhood. Hmm. One of the things that uh, I was talking about just in the newsroom before we came on together is talking about ways that kids go to bed. Um, A lot of times parents will let their kids stay on their screens right until it's time to walk up the stairs and go to bed. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if melatonin is out for everybody, but I think there's a process to putting a child to sleep, isn't there? Yes, the big key is consistency. And so we always suggest that a child should have a consistent bedtime routine, whether that's uh, reading books, brushing teeth, pajamas, anything that just is a cue every night that it's time to start winding down and getting ready for bed. In addition, that can be putting screens away, dimming the lights down before bed, because we do know that children are especially sensitive to light exposure at night. Light exposure is a key. And then you were talking about melatonin being a a medicinal fix, and that's not something that you want to teach your kid about too early in life. Um, Do you see reports or do you hear anything in all of your research that talks about kids um, needing to be weaned off of it? Like, let's say you just need your kid to get, you know, a good night's sleep once or twice here and there. Is it one of those things that's got any addictive qualities to it or a kid that ends up saying, oh, I just want to get the pill? I don't believe there's research showing that it's physically addicting, um, but I think you mentioned anxiety before. I think that it could be something where psychologically it's, I need that to fall asleep and it's hard to fall asleep without having known that they have that medication. One thing that I also thought is that from a pediatrician's perspective, there's got to be healthier ways to do it. Is there a food? Is there a natural substance? Is there something that you would recommend as opposed to melatonin? That's a great question. I'm not sure that there is necessarily a magic fix like that. Um, I think what's just always recommended is that routine and consistency. And also, you mentioned pediatrician. It's just important that parents who have concerns about sleep problems talk to their pediatrician. So rather than just going to the pharmacy and grabbing melatonin, talking to them about concerns, what kind of behavioral changes might be used either before melatonin or in conjunction with it in order to address those underlying problems. You know, one of the things that you said in this report is, quote, melatonin melatonin forms and preparations are more child-friendly, i.e. gummies, Mm -hmm. which may be factors in increased use. That is something that I think is a big part of this. It's not like a big old horse pill that they're taking. They're chewing a gummy, which with that sweet element to it is probably almost feeling like a reward. 
Exactly. We've actually had one parent previously tell us uh, in a research study that their kid calls it sleepy candy. So mm. they make them gummies. There's <laughs> jelly beans now. They're very appealing and easy for kids to take. And, and final question for you, and I do appreciate your time. Were you surprised by any of this research? Because you guys surveyed a lot of families, nearly a thousand, and one in five school-aged children under the age of 14 are currently taking melatonin. That, to me, seems like a pretty high number. It was pretty surprising. The more we thought about it, though, we know that parents are always struggling with children's sleep concerns. Um, as children develop in different stages, there's always things that lead to sleep problems. And so it just tells us parents are still really looking for solutions. I appreciate your time today on this, and thank you for the education. I hope you're well. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much.